everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you're brand new to this show, the show's all about a little one-on card game called Magic the Gathering. So on today's episode, we brought on none other than Joseph Johnson, a.k.a. Black Nito, to the show. And we discussed, uh, like every episode, we discussed everything. We discussed everything from his start into acting, into I Hate Your Deck, a lot of magic talk, and as well as gosh just everything else in between so i hope you all are really excited about this episode i know i have this has been a long time coming we've been trying to get this done for a few months now and just schedules haven't been lining up at all but before we begin uh let's get a few little announcements out of the way if you want to help support this show you can help support the show on patreon at patreon.com slash magic with zuby and we are also sponsored by cardsphere.com the place to buy sell and trade your magic singles and sealed product as well too Yes, I bet you didn't know that one. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Magic with Zuby, on Instagram at Magic underscore underscore Zuby, and on TikTok at MTG Zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at MTGZuby at gmail.com. The show is also available in podcast form on every single pl- podcast platform you can find out there. And yeah, I think that about does it. Um, so without further ado, let us welcome... Joseph Johnson, a.k.a. Black Nito, to the show. Hey, it's Zuby here with none other than Joseph Johnson, a.k.a. Black Nito from I Hate Your Deck. Um, Before we even begin, um, I was just looking at your IMDb, and I have to say, I had no idea you were in the fucking Orville. (laughs) (laughs) Out of, like, all your credits, I saw, like, oh, shit, you you were a Mocklin in the Orville. It's like, I fucking love that show. It was a very intensive uh, makeup process. Oh, I bet. Uh, I bet. I <laughs> uh, had a great time, though. Uh, it was it was really cool. I actually got to work with uh, Seth MacFarlane on that day. Uh, yeah. He wasn't directing the episode, but he was actually there. Uh, one of the greatest directing moments of all time, because he actually uh, he gave me a note and he was like, hey, I looked at your file. You did some uh, you did some Shakespeare. And he was like, yeah, just do it like Shakespeare. And I was like, oh, cool. And I did the take and he was like, fucking perfect. Move on. And like we you, moved on from the from the whole scene. I you, was like, oh, you just did the shit. one take in that scene? Yeah, it was like the one. Well, <laughs> it, was, it ended up being two takes. Like I okay. did a take the director wanted me to. And then Seth came in and he was like, yo, let's do this take. And he gave me that note and I, I did it. And he was like, fucking awesome. Like, let's move on. And the director was like, I guess we're moving on. <laughs> and that was that. Damn. So he came through. It was dope. Dude, that's awesome. That's, how long did that makeup take? Uh, I showed up on set at, I want to say 5 a.m. And my call time to get to set was 8.30. And I think I just made it by 15 minutes. So oh, it took Jesus. about three hours to get me into all the makeup. But talking to the makeup artist was a blast. They had so many stories. It's just, that's one of my favorite things to do is just share stories. Like when I'm on set with people, like all their experiences and what they've gone through and who they've interacted with and you know you got to get a little bit of the tea sometimes i don't ask for it but it ends up coming out and i'm like oh okay cool and 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 i obviously will never repeat any of that but yeah it's just it's just fun to like be like oh okay interesting like i never knew that about so and so and such and such but yeah that's that's the tea 
<laughs> oh, 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 they got the lowdown on some other actors and actresses and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always ends up coming out like sometimes, yeah. but but the, the experiences on set and they're in this that one have you is always a blast to to share. So that's that was the one thing I definitely got from that. All right, all right. I gotta ask you, like, so it took you three hours to get that makeup on. Uh, oh god, who who's the actor who actually plays the Moglin? It's been a while since I watched the show. Like, I can't oh, even imagine um, having to do that every day. He no, they they actually had like a like a a prosthetic. Uh, for him so he just oh comes okay in. okay they do a little touch-ups here and there they just they kind of put him in the suit so my call time i was there for about two and a half hours before he showed up and they kind of just had it all ready together oh shit well that makes it easy shit yeah super super easy so i was like oh okay cool like obviously i was kind of a day player so you know they were like all right cool we're, we're gonna we're gonna you know do the whole thing for you <laughs> no that's awesome so why why acting what like what got you into it and all that um, you know, it's funny. So I kind of, kind of grew up as like a class clown. Like I was always in, in class and I was always like, you know, running my mouth and, and, and having little comments here and there. And, uh, you know, I was straight A's like all the way through, through high school and, and most of college. Um, but yeah, I just always had a knack for, for kind of wanting to be the entertainer of the room. Like I was like, all right, my homework's done. What, what, let me, let me see who I can, you know, get get going on these jokes so um that also that kind of was where it started and then it kind of went into um you know i really want to be a positive role model for mm -hmm. for you know for my community and that's when i really got serious about it and that was my um my senior year in college <laughs> or no senior year in high school sorry uh senior year in high school i decided like okay i actually really want to do this and so my mom uh, had been in, I had not no idea about this. Like she kind of just told me about this after. So when I told her, she was like, okay, cool. Let me show you. She showed me like all these tapes of like, she was, uh, had her own talk show and oh, your mom she did. Direct, yeah. And she oh, like, directed shit. theater and like, yeah, I was like, oh shit. Like what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, she's like, showed me all these tapes. She was like, I didn't want to push it on you, but you fell into it anyway. So oh, shit. Just, w w was she all local or was it? Mostly, yeah, it was all local, like like Flint, Michigan stuff. Like yeah, she went to U of M, um, and and uh, went to for her undergrad, and uh, and she got she was in broadcast, and she's also a, a, a poet. She's also a writer. Nice, um, that's awesome. Yeah, so she she just got uh, two poems published. Oh shit! What the publication was. Nice. She's, yeah, she's got she's got she's she she's one of those ladies that like she's always inspiring me. That's like literally like every EDH deck I try to base around the inspiration from my mom because I want all my, most of all of my uh, generals are all women because I am inspired by my mom so much. This, oh, that's her drive awesome, to, <laughs> Yeah, her drive Dude. to just like kick ass and, and take names has just been like, wow, I would never like, I, I want to be like that one day, you know? So I'm always like, man, like, oh man, how can I get like that one day? Dude, um, that's awesome. It, it that, That's weird because you, you saying that, like how your mom was into entertainment and, you know, like you know talk show and stuff like that and writer and how you're sort of following the same path it kind of reminds me how i tried so hard to stay out of healthcare um because like i have i have both sides of my family my mom and dad have been in healthcare for you know it, it just through the ages and all that stuff and unfortunately well not unfortunately but it's I, i'm in healthcare now too and it's like shit you can't get away with with from it sometimes yeah the, the, i think uh my girl was just telling me the other day it was this uh 
song that she was listening to uh i forget what's our bay what's the artist you were telling me she's gone. She, yeah she walked anyway, away it was either, yeah she was either, <laughs> either like the, the artist was like either you either you fuck your parents or you become them so it's like <laughs> it's like whoa that's that's kind of trippy but i guess yeah i guess we either become them or we end up being with someone who's kind of just like them so yeah it was it was kind of crazy <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that's awesome so you know you're, you're over here in la now uh freaking i hate your deck came out this year like dude it's blown the hell up man like <laughs> like like what do you attribute that to honestly i'm i'm still shocked <laughs> i'm very i'm still very very humbled by the the um the whole entire community embracing us and everyone just kind of you know you know like i said every day is it's just a new thing like i'm like i'm so like elated that everyone is it's just been so embracing to you know to us and um you know we're just trying to do lgs vibes we're just like oh yeah you, know, you, you guys capture that perfectly too <laughs> about about you know the banter and the shit talk and you know what goes on when you sit down at a pod with your homies you know the people that you really like that you play magic with all the time you know not not just you know, some random people that you don't you know know or don't you know like even or uh you know it's 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 just chilling playing magic with the homies and that's that's our vibe that's 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 all we try to encapsulate and so and i'm i'm yeah <laughs> what was like the birth child of that was it wanting to try to capture that lgs feel uh and who came up with the idea was it you or michael or someone else or so michael uh originally came up with the idea and he um we were doing uh, a lot of quarantine magic and it was like janky not even the good webcam it was like janky like hey i'm gonna play this and i'm gonna like on google spell tape or google hangouts and like yeah, i'm gonna yeah. show you my cards that i'm playing and i'm being honest with you and i could like show you like my board state but it's kind of janky yeah. um so we played 50 days in a row of magic we were just on it every single day because we had nothing else to do oh so yeah we would get up and we play magic and we we you know have a couple brews and you know we just hang out we're like hey man we we got nothing else going on like let's play some magic uh so on day 50 mike made a compilation because he's a filmmaker uh first and foremost and an editor and, and a loving husband and a father and all the things shout out to all the fathers on father's day i don't know when it's probably gonna drop but you know, um, I don't know if you're a father as well, but like, yep. he's just so. Oh, happy Father's Day! Well, thank yeah, you. Let's go. I got, I got two daughters. <laughs> nice. I, uh, I mean, I can only imagine being a dad and and having daughters. Like, I know my mentality. If I had a daughter, I would be like, "All right, let's y'all never gonna date." <laughs> well, you, you know what? You know, it, it's funny you bring that up. So it's it's Pride Month too, and both my daughters uh, identify as lesbians. And so it, it's, you know, it, there's not that whole feeling because because my oldest is going to be 18 next month. Right. And oh, yeah. and, you know, she's still trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life and all that, just like all kids that age, you know. And yeah. but it's also like, you know, my wife got pregnant when she was 17. And um, so it, we're just like thankful, like, well, at least she's not pregnant. <laughs> and, <laughs> you, you know, and we don't have to exactly worry about her getting pregnant the normal way you know yeah. so i think you I think as a father you just want to protect your child's heart 
Oh like, yeah, hell yeah. Who, who they date? You know, you're just like, you know, oh, oh, I, I, for, you know, when, I, think, I think that was, I think that was like really what like I meant. Like it was just like I, I, I would just like be like, man, if you break my daughter's heart, I'm gonna come over to that house oh, and it's gonna be the oh, Will yeah. Smith, the Will Smith and Martin Lawrence scene. Yes, fuck yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I, I told my daughter like I don't care if you're gay, all right? If if exactly. your girlfriend breaks your fucking heart, she's done. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be. It's gonna be. We're gonna be knocking at some doors. And we're gonna be like, "Yo, what's going on? You messed. You messed up." <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, uh, I. I told both my kids that. Like, I don't give a fuck who you date. You know, man, exactly. woman. You know, non-binary. I don't give a shit. They're yeah, gonna break your matter. heart. They're break your heart. I'll be. I'll be over there. It'd be, oh, it's gonna be razor blades and lemon juice. <laughs> but yeah, going going back to uh, to the initial yeah. So Lynch uh, came at me with. Uh, with this idea and he was like dude we played 50 games of magic in a row we were kind of yelling like he would have me introduce the you know the little sketch that we did and he did like a little documentary on it and oh, he cool. showed it to some like friends and some filmmaker friends that he knew and he kind of sent that to them and he, they were like yo you guys need to make a show this is hilarious this is you know you guys got the charisma you guys got the spirit you guys are all friends you guys just fucking make a show and so he approached me and said, hey, do you do you want to do it? You know, if we hit up our LGS and, uh, you know, shout out to Turn Zero Games for, for making that happen uh, during the pandemic, you know, when nobody's in there and they, you know, they, they gave us a space to, to film. Uh, we, we went through all the film protocols because fortunately we both been working. Uh, we made sure everybody got tested. We made sure that we were tested. We made sure that everybody was wearing a mask. You know, I've been working in, in the industry, thankfully, since uh, last summer. Uh, oh, and the protocols were very, very strict. You know, I, I've probably been tested. I want to say at least a hundred plus times. Damn. You know, just like they, they don't, they don't play. They're like, oh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta go on set and do this. Cool, no swap. Oh, you gotta get a costume fitting. No swap. But before oh, you get God. on set, what a no swap. Not a no swap. <laughs> so it'd be like, it'd be like four times. And I'm like I said, I'm very thankful that that I got to experience what that was, so that when we when we had our deck, we uh, when we when we made our, our show, we were very very strict, uh, as strict as the the the, you know, the regulations were. Uh, we didn't we didn't mess around, so we made sure that everybody felt safe uh, to be on set, that no one had COVID, um, and we we promised that everybody was going to be you know cool about it. So, you know, we made our our first you know few episodes there, and we kind of like figured out like oh well, we could maybe go on like a tour and like. Do an LGS tour and and go around the different LGSs. So um, we're currently at um, Cash Cards Unlimited. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of our home though right now. Like we're with Cash Marsh, and and his store is awesome, and we love shooting there. And it's it's been the best experience. Like I feel like it's the best fit for us and our brand. And I think so. I think we're gonna we're gonna park there for now uh, as far as LA goes, but. We definitely want to like do like a, a tour, you know. When there's um, when there's more uh, Magic Fest going on, we would love to oh, like yeah. tour and do Magic Fest and 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 stop at like local LGSs, get a crew together, and and just and just hang out and film a couple episodes, you know. Because if you if Dude, that'd be time. awesome. Yeah, no, that'd be <laughs> a lot of fun. It's um, it, it, it's I still find it so weird just hearing about all the lockdown stuff because it's i i mean i live in florida so it's you probably know it's you know the oh yeah that oh, yeah. asshole capital of the u.s it's been dude, dude the pandemic's basically been over since last summer 
and all that. Yeah, exactly. It, it's so <laughs> it's I hear like all these lockdowns and all of a sudden like shit. We were probably quote unquote locked down for about a month, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, people were exactly. like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 Florida man. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Florida man does this. Florida man does that. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, we get it. No, so it, and isn't isn't California like fully open again now? Yep. yep. Wasn't it just we this actually, week? It was just this week. We opened up on the fifteenth. Uh so four days ago we were completely open for people who are vaccinated. Um you, we still I mean, I still carry my mask wherever I go. Like I yeah. I, I just have you know, it's just it's ingrained in, in our culture now. So and also I wanna be disrespectful, you know, to other people who have ailments or you know, because it was never I, I feel like, you know, just touching on this, I, I don't want I won't belabor the fact, but like it's never it was never about us. It was about other people. It was like, how do we take care of our fellow people? You know, yeah. how do we take care of everyone else? And like, I feel like it, it, my duty as a fellow person to my fellow human beings is to like, just put it on, you know, just 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 put it on. Make Even if it makes someone feel a little bit more comfortable being around. Cool. I'd rather have that happen than someone being like, oh, let me walk across the street or let me, you know, dodge this person because they're, you know, they're probably just doing whatever. Like I said, I don't want to belabor on it, but yeah, that's <laughs> well. Not, no, you, you bring up a good point too because I mean, it, this was a time that you know I, I told my wife like we've lived through too many world changing events, right? It's you know we we had to deal with nine eleven, then two crazy wars, and you know fucking Trump and you know coronavirus January six and all. Right. That. It's like it's like can we just calm it down on the world changing stuff? But right. go, go, going back on the um, pandemic and all that stuff, it's like we had no idea like how bad this disease is going to be. E- even if, you know, the survival rate is high on it, dude, the, the fact that COVID affects so many people differently is, yeah. is what's scary. Like I caught it, uh, earlier this year and I, I felt completely fine. Like I just had no smell, no taste for like a week or week and a half, something like that. One of my friends caught it too. And he's, you know, really healthy and all that stuff. Uh, he's in his mid forties, really healthy guy and all that stuff. Um, doesn't smoke, barely drinks. And he almost died from it. Like just, and had no underlying conditions and just like, it's fucking crazy. It's just never know, man. And got to look out for everybody. Cause no, and it's, it's a selfishness. It, it, it's, it, it really fucking is like at, at, at the bottom line, it's like, have some fucking empathy. Like people like, come on, like, how, how are you not and I, and I feel like also too like I just feel like with people growing up nowadays it's like y'all never really like either it's a parental thing or it's just a societal thing but I think it's like I mean yeah we can blame the internet but like it's all about having empathy for everyone else yeah. and like having the, the compassion to be to listen and and I think a lot of that is going on too with like you know just, I mean, I got this shirt on, like Black Lives Matter. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, how is that a controversial topic? I'm saying my life matters. People are out getting killed in the streets by cops, and like, y'all are arguing, well, you know, there's no well, there's no well or but. It's like, yes, I agree. These are, it's, that's the end of the conversation. <laughs> God, <laughs> you know, fucking like, shit, I know. It, it, especially like, dude, especially last year with the whole George Floyd thing, it's, you, you know, it, oh, God. Fuck, man. It, it, There's so many hashtags. There's so many hashtags. There's so many names that we that we have lost. People, Emmett Till, and you know, it's like I, the list goes on, and we could we could keep going, but like 
it's really just about having empathy for your fellow yeah. human beings. At the end of the day, just be fucking cool. Like Sam Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, <laughs> be cool, honey bunny. That's all you gotta do, you know? <laughs> um, and I think and I think that's that's honestly, I feel like that's that's really the key, you know, like what me and Lynch are trying to like bring to uh, the magic world. We're trying to make sure that people see that, you know, it, it's cool to lose. It's like we, you know, he was big in sports. I'm, you know, I was play. I play a lot of martial. Art. I've had a lot of martial arts, you know, involvement. Um, oh shit! Really? It's okay. To, it's yeah. Uh, uh, Jujitsu, judo. Nice, um, nice. Uh, I have weapons training, katana. Oh, oh uh, we're gonna have to talk about that right after, right after um, <laughs> the magic talk, because dude, dude, I've had um, I've had so many years of taekwondo, a few years of um, ken kendo and judo and i even went to oh, yeah. south korea to uh, participate in a tournament got my fucking nice. ass whooped <laughs> but, but the thing is you had a great time though right? oh my god yeah that's an experience i'll never forget that's what i'm saying like but that's that's the thing i feel like a lot of people miss that key part is like how are you are you having fun doing this like are yeah. you having fun enjoying yourself like Da, 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 like playing magic like and that's the whole thing i feel like that we in like encompass that that feeling and like yo i don't care if i'm winning or losing i'm having fun with my friends D so yeah it, yeah at the end of the day that's just what it's about no no i i, I gotta say as someone it, it's i've done this podcast for over five years now and um it, it being involved in magic content, especially, I don't watch a lot of magic content anymore because it's either, you know, I'm working on booking guests and I'm doing other stuff, you know, life and stuff. Um, you know, before magic content, I consumed so much content and all that stuff, but, but it's not here there, but I will say, and, and I'm not just saying that, like, I genuinely do enjoy your guys' videos. Y you guys are one of the few YouTube channels I do watch, like whenever a new video comes out because like I said, and I, I told this to Mike, too, like, you guys encompass exactly the type of play that me and my buddies would have in the LGS, you know, just, like, um, you guys encompass type of play, um, you know, Efren of Cardsphere and, yeah, and, and, yeah. and, and Pixie Kitten, uh, we, yep, we, we yep. play, um, <laughs> we play some games off stream and all that stuff, and it's the same shit talking even on Spell Table, We're, you know, it's, it, it we'll have more fun just shit talking like and we'll barely be paying attention to the game and then you know <laughs> like wait what wait, what who play what yeah like, i didn't notice that I'm like, yeah, that was like three turns ago. it's been out it's been out y'all didn't pay attention like <laughs> you gotta watch out for fucking efren though jesus oh yeah oh oh yeah sneaky oh he he's, he's sneaky like that it's fucking sneaky man and he he's one of those he'll he'll try to give you deals and all that stuff like oh trust me oh, trust me on this Oh shit! He's playing Monopoly on y'all. He, he he can be so convincing too. That's the thing. See, yeah. <laughs> I, I, have a, I have a couple of decks like that. I call I call my Carter deck the Shang Tsung deck because I'm like I just gonna make everybody fight, and everybody's like it has begun. <laughs> no, that's awesome. So awesome. yeah, I um yeah, I, I literally just finished building a Shadrix deck, and oh it, it, nice, it's Pillow Fort, but it's also just purely uh political where i i i play basically kingmaker where i make i i'm i make an alliance with just one person and all that stuff yeah. and just right don't attack me you know go attack everybody else just leave me alone exactly. and i don't exactly. i don't really win but it's still it's still a lot of fun though 
it's a fun, it's a fun time. It's a fun time. Yeah. I, was, I was actually playing a, a game the other day where I was like, all right, well, you can't hit me, but if you hit your, if you hit everyone else, you get you get a treat, you get a cookie. Yeah. Uh, so you know they would they would keep swinging at everybody else, and then at the end, the guy had I think he was playing Ishai uh, Jessica. And uh, he had a his shot until like 22-22. So it was like a one-shot rocket. And he was like, all right, cool. I can finally swing at you. And I'm like, you can. And I played grab the reins. And he was at like 19. <laughs> and I was like, cool, grab the reins. And I'll just blow you up. And he was like, damn it. <laughs> damn. Yeah, those are some of the best stories there. And it's like, man, it's, God, I fucking, I, I can't wait to, like when Magic Fest start coming up again and just like just being able to play in person because I've got an LGS here, but eh, they're not the greatest. And it's like full of too many tryhards, especially even in EDH, like too many try. I'm like, it's, it's fucking EDH, right? It doesn't matter who wins. Have a drink and last have some fun, dude. Like it's it's not that, it's not that hard. Yeah. That sucks, man. Well, Hey, come to LA. We got you. (laughs) Oh God. Dude, I fucking wish it's, you know, I, you know what? Yeah, I probably could. I'm vaccinated, right? Just saying. Yeah, and we plus, got, we got a couple. I, I I work remotely, so I can pretty much work anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just pick up, pick up a move, man. It's, it's, it's oh, cool move, here, move. Man. Hell no. It's too expensive. <laughs> no, c- come over there to visit. Yeah, but to move. Okay. Hell. All right. Fair enough. But fair but enough, I I, I will say it, it's like you know because. You know, being in content creation, all that stuff, I see like the West Coast gets all the cool people over there, and I'm just all like, "What does Florida have? It has like nobody." <laughs> hey, you there? You there? You, you yeah. holding it down? Holding it down? Trying, yeah, trying man. to, but um, <laughs> no, but there's no like filming scene and all that stuff. You know, like how you guys got out there. So, and yeah, it is what it is. But um, dude, martial arts. I want to know more about your martial arts background. Oh, so my dad is um. He's been training, he's he's up there, uh, but he's been training for 50 plus years, uh, oh. Roman Greco. Damn, um, he's, he's a, still doing uh, it? Uh, oh, I mean, he's retired now, but like he, he, up until like maybe like five or six years ago, he was still like like in the scene, like he was a, he was a coach. Um, he's like all state, like he went to Eastern Michigan. I mean, yeah, he's he was a beast. You know, he was nice. basically doing Miss martial arts before uh before it was a thing thing. yeah yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah no he 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 would uh he taught me uh traditional jujitsu uh judo he taught me um screamer uh yeah i i learned a few things on my own like i learned i'm not very good at both staff i'm like a buddy of mine is like helping me out with that uh, he got me hooked up with the samurai who actually legit like kind of took me in for like a year and a half and like trained and did some like sword work. Uh, like what what kind of sword was it? Bushido or was it like kendo? Bushido, yeah, or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like like more 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 traditional like bushido, more traditional samurai. Very much like go through your opponent. There is no parry. There is you know it's only it's only through. Uh, so every every strike you do it's a it's intentionally is an attempt to kill um Dude, that's and if fucking they, awesome. <laughs> it's, it's just it's like it's like the mentality was just like oh shit like i did not know it was that intense um which kind of like led me into other things and like the first thing i was very competitive in uh as far as like you know um a sport or i guess like 
can call it a sport now. It wasn't a sport then. Uh, with playing video games was uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, and so that mm-hmm. was very much like my intent. Like I, I went at, at at it like like a very disciplined martial artist, uh, and I was like, "Cool, who's the best? Who's this? Okay, cool. This is how I'm playing this game. There's no there's no other way." Um, and when I got into Magic, that's how I played, and um, I, I was very taken aback when people were like, "Okay, cool, we just." we're going to do our thing now like let you just win and i'm like oh wait that's that's not how you play this game and they're like <laughs> yeah we're just having fun dude i was like oh okay i get it now so like it took me a, a couple of months to figure out like let me dial all my decks back to like hey you're just having fun playing with homies this is this is what it is um cuz i started I, playing i know like, exactly what you mean yeah yeah, around the time the original Ravnica came out, that's when I first, first, first started playing. Um, and then when I got into EDH, it was like around like 2013. I went to an LGS, met a bunch of friends, met met some cool people. And yeah, it was just, it was like gangbusters from there. So, but yeah, that, like martial arts was, I mean, I still do practice a little bit. I have a couple uh, a couple friends who are stunt, stuntmen out here and we, we roll. We roll a little bit here and there. Um, so I keep up like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a part of a, uh, uh, I don't have a seafood right now. I, I want to get into Kung Fu. That was oh, really damn. cool. Yeah. Like my, my buddy, my buddy is like really, really, really dope Kung Fu artist. He won't, he, he is the most humble dude ever, but he will like, like his energy is just like, he will break someone in half. And like, I, I'm like, Oh, I hope no one ever crosses this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're nicest, talking about. Yeah, the nicest dude in the world, and like the most Peter Parker sense. And like, if you back him in a corner, like on some on some real shit, he will just like break you. And I'm like, okay, fuck that. <laughs> oh man, yeah, dude, I I miss training in martial arts. I I did Taekwondo from like the age of 13 until about 27, 28, something like that. Nice. And um, nice, I, nice. I I taught and coached for a long time and. Um, it was, I helped, uh, my friend run his school when he got his own school and just, you know, helped out teaching and I, I, I dude, I miss it a lot, but it, the, the freaking um, cause I, cause I eventually had a, a goal of wanting to open up my own Taekwondo school, but just with, and I'm kind of glad my friend opened up one first. Cause then I got to see how it really is. And you're just like, Oh fuck, man. It just, it sucks out so much of the fun of wanting of like martial arts because then you're having to deal with not not just competition other schools but just like how fucking sleazy so many martial arts schools are and just the sleaziness of so many other just people and i don't know it and maybe it's a florida thing i don't know but it's just sucks I guess it's a people thing yeah could, could be a people, people thing, thing. yeah in general. <laughs> just hit the reset button and we got <laughs> god but um yeah, yeah. that sucks man Ah, but it, it, it's good. It's, you know, I was able to go to Korea and the the thing I went to Korea back in 2005 and before like esports was even a thing, like I still remember going there, walking in the streets of Seoul and just my mind being blown of seeing gigantic posters of Starcraft and Warcraft on the on the sides yeah. of buildings. And I'm and I'm just um, and, 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 you know, back then it's a, that's pretty much one of the games I played all the time was just Starcraft one. Like I was obsessed, and 
and they had TV channels dedicated to StarCraft, like, all, all the day. And I'm like, and this is way before Twitch was even a thought. Like, esports didn't even exist here in the U.S. And it's, yeah. it, it blew my mind. That, oh, hell yeah. Ahead of the car. Dude, it blew my mind. And so then coming back, you know, to the U.S., it's I tried to devour as much pro StarCraft as I could. and But back then, it was, <laughs> could barely find anything. It was like non-existent. Now it's yeah. like super, it's like oversaturated. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The year I learned how to play Magic, I also uh, got into World of Warcraft. I wasn't, I, yeah. That I had a lot of time on my hands that summer. Uh, <laughs> it just kind of like those those months just kind of consumed into themselves because I was like, ooh, Magic content during the day. Oh, I'll, I'll go on a raid. I'll I'll make this 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 mage and 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 level up. You, <laughs> you, you, you still so. playing WoW or? I am not. I'm not playing WoW currently. I I kind of want to get back into it. My my girlfriend would kill me. Uh, yeah. So I'm just making content now. <laughs> you, you you never truly quit it. It's dude, I've I've been playing since the very beginning, and it's I'm still playing right. it off and on. But it's no nowhere near to the level of like how it was back in the day. It's I, yes. I remember burning Burning Crusade. Oh, that was shit. so fun. Burning Crusade. Burning Crusade was when I started it. Yeah. Um, I, I got started right when Birth Crusade came into play. Um, built, had had my Blood Elf, Blood Elf Mage, same Blood Elf Mage throughout all the expansions. <laughs> Wrath, of Lich, Wrath of Lich King was my favorite expansion so far. Uh, played a little Cataclysm, played Mr. Pandaria, played, um, I think, I played everything except for the, the last expansion that came out with the, uh, it was kind of like a Horde versus Alliance kind of thing. Oh, the Battle for Azeroth. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't play Battle of Azeroth because I heard it was just kind of eh. But yeah, uh, I hear this new expansion is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It's, I mean, it's not the great. It's better than the previous one, but you know, what can you mm-hmm. do? But um, more wild content, more wild content. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's like I, said, I I don't play nearly as much as I used to. It's just more of a. I still enjoy the story of it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, the story aspect is what got me in. It's also what drew me into to uh, to magic. Really loved uh, the lore. Actually, it's funny too because like when I first got into magic, um, there was a guy I was working at <laughs> like randomly at like a GameStop at the time, and uh, I was talking to my, um, my manager about it, and this guy overheard me and he was like, "Hey, I heard you overheard you talking about Magic the Gathering." I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." Just started just learning how to play. My buddy introduced me to it. He was like, well, I just got rid of a bunch of my cards and I'm looking to like, just kind of give them away. I was going to just kind of throw them away. But like, if you want my cards, you can have them. I was like, sure, whatever. So he gave me four 5K boxes of cards. And I'm talking, there were like fetch lands in them. There were oh, was like Karakas. And they're like, and but I, he was like, I got rid of the stuff that I wanted to. I'm like, dude, this dude had to have power nine. Because I let my buddy like look over it. And he was like, he just gave it to you? He just gave him to me. I was like, what? And so the guy that I that taught me how to play, I was like, well, we got to split this, split these boxes. I'll, I'll take two, <laughs> you take two, and we'll just go over them. Like, he was like, well, you don't have to do it. I'm like, dude, you taught me how to play. Like, of course. Like, I, I would not be in this position if you yeah. didn't teach me how to play this game. So, like, please take half of this, like, at least. He's like, okay, fine. So we just spent a whole day just kind of like trading back and forth. Like, hey, do you want this? Are you going to build this? Do you like this? Are you going to build this? Okay, cool. Like, and it was just, it was, a, it was a time. Dude, that's freaking awesome. awesome. 
and I'm still playing. So if he's listening somewhere, hey, I'm still playing. <laughs> dude, dude you, you know, talking about games you just can't seem to quit. It's like Magic is one of those for me. It's I started back when I was a kid with Urza Saga. Um, and and I, I love telling this story. People on my podcast know this. But back when I played, uh, when I first started playing when I was like 9 or 10 or whatever, it's we didn't have an LGS or anything like that. It, it was a... Uh, when sports cards were huge back in the 90s that it was a sports card shop and they had a little display of just magic and 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 i must have begged my mom to buy me some booster packs or something and i I still remember so my friends and i got into magic and we the thing that we would trade the most because all all you could find were booster packs in my town were basic lands like we had to trade for basic lands because we could never open up enough basic lands of the right kind because there was no intro decks being sold anywhere. There was no, you know, lands or bundles or anything like that back then. It was j- literally just booster packs were the only thing in my town. Yeah. So. That's insane. Yeah. I, I, I didn't even think about that. Like, that's, that's such a crazy <laughs> time to be like, I don't have enough lands to play my deck. So, hey, let me give me like four mountains. I'll give you like eight eight islands you know that was pretty much how it went it was like um you know i'll I'll trade you some planes for islands or you know vice versa and 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 we build our decks and just be like just pretend these planes are swamps all right because i don't I don't have them. I don't have them. Or you gotta write on there. Or you gotta be yeah. Like, hey man, this is a this is an island. I know it says planes, but this is an island. Oh, uh, and we didn't have <laughs> sleeves or anything. Like what? What was sleeves? I, I, I still remember going back to because I stopped playing. I want to say, got like when Judgment or Odyssey came out, something like that, or or onslaught, onslaught. Um, because that was when the first fetches came out. Yeah, I think I stopped right before then, and then I came back when Ravnica Kamigawa was out, and and I I still remember like going into an LGS and seeing people with sleeves on their cards. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you play with sleeves on cards? Like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like I feel like it's a waste of money. I'll just freaking play them with you know without sleeves. Had no idea like cards even cost money, you know, or were worth money or anything, you know. Just barebacking it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and it's like, so I stopped playing, I think, what, what came first? Was it Kamigawa or Ravnica? No, I think it was Ravnica, uh, then Kamigawa. Kamigawa? Or, or was it Ra- No, Kamigawa came first because that's when I was, that's when I first started playing. And, and, and then, the then it went into Ravnica? I, and, and then it went into Ravnica because I bought the first booster pack that I bought had like a Sensei Divining Top in it. And then I bought oh, okay. Uh, okay. Ravnica, like, um... Uh, like it was like a like a, I think it was like a precon, but it was like a, a sixty card precon. Yeah, like, yeah, they they had an intro decks like a, back then. Yeah, yeah, the the Rakdos like intro deck. So I, that was my first deck. That was my yeah. first like color combo that I played. Was like was Rakdos, and it's very telling. Yeah, <laughs> God, yeah, that I can't remember the first color combo I played. I remember the first deck I ever built was like a mono green worm deck from Urza Saga. It was absolutely garbage because like because i never played a creature like until turn four or turn five i didn't fucking know any yeah. better i was like 10. <laughs> yeah exactly i mean we, we, dude i i thought the best the the best card that i ever that i thought was like the best card ever was like stuffy doll and to this day it's my favorite oh, card God. because like i love I, that card. i cherish that card it's hilarious it's it's just it's just like the aesthetic of it is just like it's so it's so fucking funny and i've been trying to like put it 
in an EDH deck and I can never justify it. I'm like, I, I just, I mean, even if I... Sure you can, you can justify it. Just, just build a I Nin the Pain yeah. artist. That's true. Or, or yeah, I mean, well, you got like Brash Taunter. Oh yeah, Brash Taunter too. Yeah, those kind of cars out now that, that make it a little bit better. But when it was just Stuffy Dow, it was like, okay, how do I, what deck do I build to put this in to go get it? And then try to do the combo, you know, the, the Guilty Conscious combo, which I actually just learned. It was like, it basically just makes it, the game a stalemate because it's oh. an infinite loop of damage that never actually goes that like it just keeps continuing so unless someone can stop the the damage from happening it just keeps happening and the game is a, a stalemate oh shit so i was like oh okay that's i was weird. like i mean i was i was like talking it up with someone i don't know if that's true or not but yeah i mean that's kind of funny the way they explained it it made a very convincing argument so i was like okay that makes sense sure i believe you cheers for that <laughs> <laughs> oh dude so like I stopped playing again, like after Ravnica came out, and then since M twelve M thirteen, um, I've been back and I haven't stopped since. And then started a podcast and still can't quit Magic. Can't do it. It won't. It won't let you. It, it won't let me. <laughs> I love it in. too much. And dude, since the next set, the D and D set, like oh my god, oh my god, dude, I'm so excited. Oh, I'm, I'm fucking so, insanely I'm pumped. So pumped. I'm so pumped because I love D&D. I got my first fix. Uh, actually, when me and my girlfriend first started dating about four years ago, um, we were in a campaign and she actually DM She actually was in the campaign with me. And all my buddies were like, they're like, wait, you guys just started dating and she's playing D&D with you. You better fucking keep her. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, she likes you a lot. If she's going to she's going to D&D with you. And she doesn't really know you like that. Yeah, keep her. Dude, so, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, we, we started playing and, uh, you know, I made this big, intricate backstory for my character with all this stuff going on. It was like 25 pages of backstory. And the DM was like, OK, cool, roll for it. I was like, I don't know what that means. What do you what do you mean for it? He was like, well, roll for your backstory. And I rolled a nat 20 and he was like, cool everything in your backstory exists. You are exactly that person. And I was like, I made this like, this wizard or this, yeah, this wizard that was like immune to fire because he was a pyromancer. And like, basically his like twin sister was like the Phoenix and like, she got, they got separated at this big battle. And like, I, it was all this black backstory. But I made, I created this world, I just world build it. And I was like, I think I would actually enjoy DMing. Oh, dude, so, D- DMing's my favorite. That, that's I, I, yeah. I pretty much very rarely play D&D, but I DM, like, all the time. It's... <laughs> like, I love DMing. Like, once... I, yeah. Once I got into that, I was like, okay, this is this is the world that I love to do. I want to see... I want to build a world and see the people go on the adventure. I'd rather have that happen than... Um, <clears throat> to have uh you know be be a part of the story because i feel like sometimes and unless it's like a very niche character that i'm like okay i really love playing this character but like i'd rather just build the story yeah no i'm the same way it's i i I literally just finished a two and a half year campaign uh with with my players because we we try to play every friday night um the the pandemic sort of switched us online for a long while and ugh that sucked because we were so used to playing face to face and trying to go to online was so hard, but we're just now coming back to in-person play and we finished our two and a half year campaign. We just started 
a new one last night and it's freaking exciting. It's, it's, it's sort of like a sequel to the two and a half year campaign it takes place oh, 20 so years cool. later. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's like, all right, cool. We just did Terminator. Now we're doing Terminator 2. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, dude, well, dude, what's fun about it is because a, a lot of these characters, you know, they've been playing two and a half years. They've shaped this world that I've that I've built and I've allowed them to basically come up with ways like how their old characters have basically redefined, you know, basically the events of what happened and, you know, you know, build stuff or one of them built like, you know, their own wizard tower. Another one built like an order of paladins and all that. And, and I'm like, yep, that all happens. And it's gonna, it's gonna shape the way the second campaign works out. And, you know, so it's, you get like little, little offshoots of like, like remnants of like things that they had done. Yeah. It's just like nice little Easter eggs, you know, that you can, you can sprinkle in there as a DM to to kind of like pay homage to what the all the hard work that they have put in it's just such a such a cool little chef's kiss like in that oh, dude, in that moment like uh, oh man uh, uh, dude it was great so so what i had what i had them do in the first uh session for the new campaign was instead of like doing the whole you meet in a tavern type thing instead i set up a a, a carnival that there was a carnival that's happening in in this country that you know everyone in the country wants to go to and so when they get to the carnival one of them are there's someone performing you know a bunch of actors performing the show of the final battle that all the players went through in the previous campaign but the funny thing was like they got it completely wrong of like what actually happened because you know it's 20 years further so some events are being misremembered of what happened and and all that stuff and th- th- my players loved it because they're laughing like that's not what happened and it's <laughs> it was great i loved it and so cool. and they, they just really enjoyed it so and, and part of the carnival like prizes and all that stuff because I, I i set it up to where like you play games and all that stuff and you can get prizes and one of the prizes was they could get action figures of their old campaign characters <laughs> that's awesome that's so cool that is so cool <laughs> Now you gotta like reach out to like Hasbro and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna need this uh, this this D and D character uh, campaign. Like, let me get oh, this God, action figure." Dude. And I'm like, "All right, <laughs> dude, dude so not, cool. not just that, but I I've been because I'm actually actively writing my first D and D module. Like, I, I'm in I'm in play testing it right now, and it, it, it's a it's a pretty short adventure, but. Dude, I could just imagine if I was trying to put my two and a half year campaign into a book, like, oh fuck that, man. <laughs> oh man. Dude. That's awesome. That that takes awesome. way too much work. But oh dude, I love D D. It's freaking um with the D D set coming out. I had um do you remember Mishy from Watsy Wizards of the Coast? She she used to be the com- community manager before Sean took over. I I kinda am just I, I mean, I literally just got on Twitter like and back in November, so like, oh, okay, all, all these all people are new to me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, y- you know Gavin. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, so Mishy was the community manager before Sean was, um, and I had her on the podcast, and, and I also had Gavin on the podcast too. And I can remember fucking asking them both, you know, on both episodes, like, you know, it'd be a really cool idea if you guys made a D and D set in Magic, and they just give me this this smile, like. And I know they can't say anything. This was like two years ago, and 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 they can't say anything. And then I'm 
and then I I, te- I reached out to both of them when they announced the D and D set. I'm like, I I almost wanted to say, you motherfuckers, you knew, and you couldn't say anything because <laughs> they both gave me this like you know this smile like, yep, it's coming. Like, yep. It's coming. We can't say shit, but it's happening. <laughs> oh man. Like, dude, it's freaking um it's I, I love both worlds. Like when when D D released the magic books of like Ravnica and Theros and all that. Oh man. Dude, that Ravnica book was so good. Like, I'm not even that big of a fan of Ravnica, but they did that that campaign book was so well done. Like, it made me appreciate Ravnica more just because of like I, I even ran a little campaign in it too because it was just so good. Nice. Yeah, I I I need to actually pick up that book. I've been trying to run a campaign uh, a D twenty modern um, for Resident Evil. It's been Ooh, on. So I'm, nice. I'm, I'm I'm such a big survival horror fan. Love Resident Evil. Love that world. Hated the movies because they weren't. I only saw the. the I only ever saw the first. The first two. I never saw past the second one. It's just. I mean, it's just action. So it's like pretty much like like I. I actually contrary to like everyone's like, oh man, Resident Evil Four was the best one. I'm like, no, that's actually what kind of like, like great for them for making that game and making so much off of it that Resident Evil can still exist, and I I appreciate that. But I think as far as storyline wise it took a nosedive because it it made it more action oriented because it was trying to compete with like the call of duties at the time it was trying to compete with like all those like survival horror needs to be like i don't have enough like when when like you shoot an enemy and like all of a sudden you can pick up bullets i'm like he didn't have bullets on him like he had a a a knife or he had like like a a a blunt weapon like why does he have bullets like i don't want to i don't want to turn into an arcade game like let me let me have to like scavenge or like like scrape and like choose my own adventure like oh cool like i don't have enough weapons to like fight all the enemies in the game so if i shoot everything i'm going to be out of bullets by the time i get to the end boss that's survival horror to me you know it's like okay i, I got this knife maybe let me like stun an enemy and hopefully just yeah. go around and go into the next door <laughs> you know i saw you post a lot about resident evil 8 and all that did you like that game i haven't played it yet or anything it's, it's really fun like i i think it out of the new resident evil uh, i guess um module it it has the most re- replayability uh because you can you can beat the game and hopefully no spoilers uh you can beat the game and you can kind of do like a new game plus where you mm-hmm. start with all your your weapons and everything um as far as like fear factor goes it's not as scary except for this one part there's one section of the game that no matter what i'll be like oh oh god i don't want to do this <laughs> dude i i played through uh, I, I haven't beaten resident evil 7 yet but dude just playing through that game it scared me a few times like holy shit oh yeah oh yeah resident evil 7 is actually legit scary like it's yeah th- like i i mean i think that's what the they were trying to change they were like yeah this game was too scary and people are like are not trying to replay it they like play it once and like that's it which i loved i'm like scared the hell out of me like i i mean i remember being in the um in the theater like the only the only movie that's ever like scared the shit out of me and my girlfriend was hereditary like we were in the theaters and we were like we kind of looked over at each other like 
what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> this movie is fucked up. Like like the whole time. And then then we then we had the, the the idea of coming back home and doing research on the whole damn movie and being like, what are these guys like like what is this demon possession thing? Like like doing research on like the different names and like the people that they were like possessed by and like and then we just could not go to sleep that night. Oh, like, shit. We were just, I haven't like, seen that movie. Like, oh, it, it will fuck you up. If you're into like horror movies, like I mean it's on like conjuring low conjurer low or the conjuring level like the first two like that's that's how fucked up that movie was the scariest movie i've ever seen is still get out though get out is the i've been i've been meaning to see jordan that movie Peele's, yeah jordan peele's so oh my good god he's a he's a brilliant genius the fact that he brought up ugh, i i can't even like talk about that movie without having chills like legit like i <laughs> just like a chill ran up my spine just like talking about it i'm like i don't want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> no i want to say the 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 last movie i remember seeing that really fucked my head up was the mist stephen king's the mist oh shit did you read the book yeah i i, 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 I yeah hey hey this is uh her name's primrose oh oh hello yeah. primrose um yeah i read we the book aria oh yeah Ari, yeah well yeah we we've got a cat named aria too sure. oh yeah Yay! I don't know she where used she to is. She's Tyrion, and then she, then she turned into Arya when she got fixed. And then they were like, "Hey, you, you know, because we we adopted, um, and we were like, oh yeah, we we got their you know boy cat.' And then we took her to the vet, and like she never showed or whatever. She was like, oh, it's weird. Like, like hey, does it is it weird that you know she doesn't have the male parts? And they were like, oh, sometimes it takes a while to show, like da da da. And then when we went to get her fixed, they're like, oh, by the way. Your cat's a girl. We're like, oh, okay, that explains a lot. Now. <laughs> oh, that's weird. So we went from calling her Tyrion to Arya, which makes sense if you think about it, because Arya. I mean, this is not no spoiler to people who haven't seen Game of Thrones. If you haven't seen it by now, then whatever. Uh, like the many-faced god and like yeah. the whole thing. So I was like, oh, well, maybe she was pretending to be Tyrion, which would have been a chef's kiss in the in the show if yeah. she actually did that or like pretended to be Jamie Lannister and kill Cersei while they were like having sex. I was like, that, that was like my thing. I was like, oh my God, Arya needs to just like turn into Jamie, have already killed Jamie, get his face, go have sex with Cersei and then murder her as Jamie and then take off her mask and be like, oh, I was Arya the whole time. Boom. I would have been like, yep. That, cool. that would have been too good. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been too good. Yeah, yeah, but um, no, going back to the mist though, um, yeah, I read the book first, oh my God. and then I saw the cool. movie. Dude, the movie's ending, it's like way better than the actual book ending. That 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 ending like really? tore me up. Oh my God! When he when Thomas Jane gets out of the car, and after after killing everyone, he's like, I mean, like that. I mean, I love John Barenthal's Punisher. But come on, Tom, Tommy Jane, man, like that dude is my Punisher. Like he's so good. Like he, he's yeah, fucking. What happened to him? Like I feel like he's disappeared. Is he still in st doing stuff? Or I like he's still doing stuff. I feel like I mean, I feel like it's such a weird business right now. I feel like who knows? Like I feel like there's there's part of people who like you have to kind of make your own content, and it's like. If you if you're not making your own content, then what are you doing? So yeah. like, there's not enough content to be made out for, to suffice 
to, to, to satisfy like everyone in the business. So it's, it's just easier to just produce. And like, I've been really inspired by, um, by, by Donald Glover, by Issa Rae, um, you know, the, those types that are, are, are just doing their own thing and they're, they're producing content. And, um, that's, I mean, I'm really inspired. I actually just wrote my first pilot, um, about six months ago and finished that. And I got, you know, like, I'm just, I'm working on just new things because that's how you get shit done. It's like, yeah, I don't want to wait around to say, Hey, this is your perfect role. I just want to make, I want to make my perfect role. You know, I want, I, I want to write that. Like this is that, that's, that's for me, you know? Well, and, and that's like a, a story that I hear a lot of times from, you know, just watching documentaries on actors and directors and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's not going to come to you. You have to go out and find it. And, and I think that's true of like a lot of stuff in life. I mean, like I, I, I look at my career and all that stuff of what I've done in healthcare. Um, so, so just like, uh, let you know, like I, I, what I do for my day job, I'm a network architect and I have to design a lot of networks for hospitals across the nation and all that stuff. But I didn't start doing that. I didn't have any aspirations, but I fell into it. I loved it. And it's, if I hadn't taken the leap of faith into it, you know, it's sort of like what you're doing now, you know, you're just, you have to believe in yourself and you know, you're going to, you know, you're going to fail a lot of times and oh yeah, fucking sucks failing. Holy shit. <laughs> Yeah, but you just gotta pick yourself back up because shit. That that that's what's been really rough the past few months is with the pandemic coming back and um, all these hospitals are been wanting to sign up with our systems like that we that we do across the nation and all that stuff in radiology and um, it's some of these I've failed at doing some of the cutovers and you know it takes a lot out of you you know because you feel like you fucking suck right you know and it's just it it it, it's gonna happen you're gonna fail no matter how good you are at something you know and it's i i I think think that this is just like a just lesson of life you know it really is like i mean that's one thing my dad told me is like one thing that he instilled was that no matter what you're going to fuck up but the fact of the matter is if you fuck up twice in a row, that's your fault because you didn't learn the lesson. And I think it's indicative to the fact of like us as human beings being able to fail and realize like, oh wait, now I learned, now I'm a better person for that. It's like, it's almost like a level up system. Like if you really mm-hmm. think about it, um, failing is, is really just a way to gain experience. And the more experience you gain, you're gonna level up and you're not gonna make that same mistake again. But like, I I really I really embrace failing because it lets me know like oh I was off on that. Let me figure out what that was. Let me try to not do that again. Or what about that was profit profitable for me as a human being that allowed me to to take this and go okay cool. How do I how do I take this and learn the lesson? Or what lesson was that for me to learn? Um, and so I kind of embrace failing. I kind of really like it because I know I'm going to fail for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to make bad mistakes. I know I'm going to uh, be that unsuccessful in a lot of things. But I think that um, 
I think that having that knowledge and going forward, I, I, I almost embrace it. Like, I'm like, cool, let me fail. Let me fuck up. Let me, how can I fuck oh, up yeah. today? <laughs> oh, oh. Like, you know, because, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it, it's just like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a good learning tool um, for, and I think for everyone to, to have, and it, it builds confidence. It builds, you know, it, it does suck to fail. It, 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 there's nothing fun about that initial reaction of like, oh, man but then it's like okay cool let me be constructive how did i how can i turn this into something else what did i learn how is this going to make me a better person mm -hmm. and then when you never make that mistake again you just keep elevating and getting better and better and better because i think that failure is one of those things that it really um especially like creating content or just creating anything on your own it's really hard to 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 hear the no's and like i've been in this business for a like you know i for 10 plus years uh last year was my 10th year in being in a business and i think it's also been my most successful venture um as an actor and you know the, the roles that i booked and the things that i booked and it's like how many years of failure had i had and then my mom also told me she was like well now this is your year one so all those 10 years that you tried and you struggled and you fucked up and you failed and you did this now you're back in like it's almost like you hit the reset button so like for but for me it's like a new game plus it's like okay cool yeah. like now i get to go into this new venture with all of these tools with all of the the the, the equipment the all of the enhancement enhancements that i didn't have before <laughs> yeah. and and knowing that i oh i know this battle's coming up i'm about to wreck this boss <laughs> it's like it's not even a question like cool i'm gonna one shot that boss now i can get back to where I was or advanced past to where I was, you know, whereas like I was a naked, you know, rogue in, in the fucking woods. Um, and, and I think that there's merit to, to failure. And so like, if anybody's, you know, out there, uh, going through what we go through, it's take that as, as a win when you fail, as long as you learn something from it, it's a win. It's, it's, it's the very key thing that, that gives you the fortitude to, to keep moving forward and and i think that as long as as you, you don't get it down or you don't get down on yourself and you have people that are going to encourage you but also critique you it's, it's the that that good balance of i guess people being around you to give you like the real talk but also encourage you to keep being better um and upgrading yourself i think that that's the best formula that people don't realize that they need to keep around themselves and and it's not that, um, you know, you, you keep the people like, oh, the, the yes men around you. It's like, yeah, yeah you, yeah. you want to keep those people like kind of, but like you want them to also like give you that real talk, constructive criticism um, when you make a mistake or when you fail. It's like, it's like, people, it's like real talk. It's like you go outside and like, I would want someone, if I had a fucking booger in my nose, I'm like, I want somebody to tell me like, oh, dude, you got a booger in your nose. Instead <laughs> of being like, hey man, like, let's post this, getting these pictures with you. Like everything is cool. And then you get home and you're like, Dude, what the fuck? Like, why did no one tell me I had a fucking booger in my nose? <laughs> oh man, what you look good though. It's cool. It's like, no, nah, I don't need, I don't need these motherfuckers around me. I need some. <laughs> people be like, hey man, let me come here. Come here. Like, you know, get, here's a napkin. Like, the shit out of here. You know, it's like, cool. Now you're good because it's like, and I don't, I don't know how I'm going this tangent, but like, I think it's just, you know, the energy that you you bring around yourself and around people, it, it motivates you to get to the that, that next level to to elevate yourself because if you are constantly you and your friends are constantly leveling each other up there's no way that you can't win 
Um, And I think that's that's a big thing I had to learn out here in LA. It's like, once you find your tribe, that's that's key. That's so key. Um, So for anyone who's listening, it's like, how do I get started in this business? That is the number one thing. It's like, just find a tribe. You find your tribe and you don't quit. <laughs> uh, do, do, you you, you touched upon mistake. yeah yeah now, you touch upon something that um I found really important growing up in terms of failure is um you, you know not only having friends that can help out but allowing yourself to not get so hard on yourself I feel like as I've gotten older it's okay to feel the feelings of defeat and anger and you know self defeat and all that but not let it consume you like what and you know. Like just using an example, a couple weeks ago, we, we were trying to cut over a new network and all that stuff, and it failed. And a, a lot of it, you know, looking back on it, a lot of it was due to stuff out of my control. And but I was still like really angry. It's like fuck, you know, this should have been easy. You know, it's I had everything all planned out and everything, and you know, and life smacks you in the balls and just <laughs> tells you nope. And it, but <laughs> yeah. but. But it, it's but I felt like it was also important to get out the frustration and not just bottle it in and then just, you know, folk it just let yourself calm down, then go back to the problem and all that stuff, because it, it allows you to deconstruct it and figure out what's wrong. And and, and you know, j- just on the problems that I've been facing, it's also opened up new conversations to my boss telling them like the way we're going about this is not the right way. We need to really re-examine how we're doing these things. And it's, you know, and, and basically that feedback has gone up the chain because it's, I'm one of those people, like if I see something wrong, I'm going to go try to fix it. Like it's, I'm not, and, and I'm not afraid to tell people when I see something fucked up, it's, I can't keep it in me. (laughs) Oh, that's great. That's great. I was like, the, and and that's and you're filling you're fulfilling that role you know you're the you're a problem solver and you're not afraid to see the problem and go hey there's something fucked up about this there are some people that see fucked up things every day and like i guess go on a deeper level you know uh having allies and and you know today being juneteenth being you know um something that's really important for for me and and the people that i'm around and my girlfriend you know being very loud about black lives matter and like you know just in general, it's just like having those people that are your allies that are like, hey, you said something fucked up and racist. That was wrong. I'm going to correct this problem right now. And it's like, I think that, that we need to normalize that. And I think that there's nothing wrong with the, that thought process. Like, we need to take that thought process to, you know, put it in everyday conversation because that would squash all the bullshit. It would squash a lot of, of ignorance because once you educate someone in in, in anything like even what you're talking about or what I'm talking about it's like oh cool I, I didn't realize I was wrong but now I know and knowing is half the battle fucking G.I. Joe so like <laughs> yeah it, it's just it's just fucking easier to to just to, to take initiative and and to and to squash the problem as opposed to letting it linger and letting letting it fester and letting it you know become uh, an abscess or a sore and, and be like oh my god like I, I need to like you know, squash this out of here. So yeah, I mean, cheers. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, it's um, God, it's it, you know, speaking of Juneteenth and all that, it's just reminds me of just like the fucked up year that we've had 
just of just everything going on and um, it's you know i i like to think that we you know in america and as a world we've come a long way with stuff but there's still so much shit that's so fucked up and you know it's important i feel to see the change that has happened and that even though we can't rest on our laurels there's still so much shit left to do it's a, a good buddy of mine that i work with um you know he and i were just talking you know he just uh retired from the army reserves and um you know now he can finally go and protest shit because apparently being in the military you can't protest i'm like oh fuck i didn't know that um oh i didn't know that either it's or, me or like i don't he, he said there's some real weird rules about protesting like in the military or like if you're actively in the military something like that so mm-hmm. he, he can finally go and you know join black lives matters things and all that stuff but mm-hmm. man it, it's like even being in florida like fuck you got to be careful doing that shit here because it's we've got fucking trump crazies everywhere it's i i live in a county where there's heavy heavy trump supporters here and it's like fuck you know like even just wearing this shirt here where no one should fucking care if you know you support lgbtq and people are gay lesbian whatever it's you know it's still feel a little apprehensive because you're like oh fuck i'm gonna piss off the wrong redneck here you know sucks man like and and like and it's going back to the conversation it's like we need to we need to have the conversation like when someone yeah. is spitting that ignorant bullshit we need to educate you know it's like and sometimes people can't be helped like we're not going to be able to like convert everyone but yeah i think having the conversation and is is the start you know i i you know we recently not re- well not not recently recently but like a few episodes ago uh, i wore this shirt yeah. on on one of our episodes and um i got i got a lot of fucking like people calling me nigger people calling me you know like sending one to fucking hang me you know like stuff to, it was just it was bad you know um and it made me want to quit it made me want to be like you know what i don't this is why i didn't want to get put myself out there as a content creator this is why i didn't want to do this because i knew this shit existed i knew that this shit would go down and I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to fight through this because there's other people that fought through much worse to mm-hmm. get to the place that we are now. So I feel like I need to keep going in order to get to the place where it's normalized. It's like, hey, this is just cool. Like, there's there's a bunch of black content creators. There's a bunch of brown people doing this. There's a bunch of you know, and not to say there aren't, but there we are. Th- the content creators, I love every, 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 the community in general. I love like the community is so cool. Like the, the, the culture that we, that everyone's cultivated in the, in the, in the magic community is like, I mean, I feel like I'm at home, you know, like everybody's yeah. like, yo, I got your back. What's up? You know, everybody's, everybody's dope. Um, but I want to, I want to normalize it and make it so that people who are growing up or people who have even wanted to ever like be a nerd because like it's not really a thing in the black community like real talk it's not being like like you can like being a nerd is cool now now <laughs> right but yeah it, it was not, not really cool kidding. back when we were kids oh and it's <laughs> in our community now it's like like you can be like oh yeah i'm a black nerd and it's like yeah there's like the black nerd community but it 
also in the black community, it's not like cool to be a nerd still. And like other communities, like, hey, yeah, like, but it's like, I'm trying to like cross that bridge to be like, yo, you can wear J's and still fucking sling spells. You can yeah. fucking like rock Gucci and still fucking like chill. And like, and people like the homie, the homie uh, Austin Post Malone, like he, you know, people like that, Cassius Marsh, like we're trying to normalize shit and like make like, yo, dude, like you can rock, like even, I mean, I, I, don't know, I can't believe what I'm saying this, but like even Logan Paul, like rocking the fucking like Charizard, like yeah, around that, his that, neck. Yeah, that, that was hilarious. That, 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 was, that was pretty good. It was like, <laughs> like that's the chain that you're wearing because it's like 30 grand like around your neck you know what i mean like that's, that's <laughs> right the balling, that's the balling, balling, balling shit you know what i mean it's like yo we balling out here so it's like it's normalizing the fact that like you know bridging those those gaps that are are there and like i feel like if i can attribute anything to that and like also when you have haters that means you're doing something right you know like when you got that, like, that actual, is true like legit yeah. people like hating on you being like man fuck you like you they 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 they're experiencing your energy and they're like there something is going on i i actually have to look this up because i don't know what it's like to hate on someone because i i all of my life i've always big up someone or if i wanted something that someone else had like oh oh man that's that's a dope car how do i how do i make that happen for me let me become their friend and figure out what their process was to like have that happen that's always been my thought process so when someone's like, man, I'm just going to be on here and be negative. And like, I'm just like, that takes a lot of energy. Like, like I had to look that up and be like, what process, what thought process do people go through that, that makes them want to hate on someone else? Cause like, I just don't think like that. I just always yeah, yeah. would say, if you didn't have something that someone else had, why wouldn't you just aspire to figure out how to do that too? Or like, if you're like, I, yeah, it just it just didn't dawn on me. Like I need to look this up. I'm like, how do I? <laughs> I'm on my phone. Like, how do I fucking? How, what are haters mentality? Like, what what is that? Well, so, it, it's yeah, it's, it's a lot of self hatred too that that happens. Like yeah. these people are just unhappy with their lives, and you know they take it exactly. out on others, and and uh-huh. and you know it it's it it sucks that you had to go through that shit because I remember when that happened, wearing that shirt on that episode, and it's it's. I don't know. To to me, it's almost like it's fucking dumb that people will get mad over that shit. And it's and God, it's I've even had to deal with this with my own family, like my parents, because, you know, they're older generation, all that shit. And it's like it's we're not saying that other lives don't matter. Right. It's just that right now it's black lives matter. And it's it they they just can't seem to comprehend it. And and then then they go. You know, especially looking back at January 6th and all that stuff, they go like, well, BLM protests, they destroyed shit. I'm like, no, this is not what about isms, right? The, the, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, the, were, were a lot of the protests around the country got, you know, rioting and all that stuff. Yeah, that happened. But, you know, they weren't trying to overthrow a country. <laughs> like, you look at that, you look at like, and I, and I, and I, don't, and I don't condone that either because like, I don't condone the, the people who were rioting and looting. That's not what Black Lives Matter means to me. It's not what I, I wear the shirt. It's not what I it's, it's not what the, the hashtag stands for. It's not what the movement stands for. Um, those people were those individuals. And you are talking about storming a fucking capital? Like, you gotta be goddamn kidding me. Like, you're talking about white privilege to the 
extreme. Oh my god. Oh my god. I know. It's fucking and and the the amount of gaslighting that's going on like it's first they said it was antifa blm you know it that that were secret protesters and now they're saying it was the fbi who who planned it all and i'm like oh oh, okay so let's say they were some fbi informants in the actual you know crowd of the protesters right does that mean the fbi itself planned it no it's like they they already have fucking proof that all these fucking Trump crazies have, have planned it for since whenever you know the, after the election and all that stuff. It it's a scary fucking time right now. We're j- just thinking about our it's democracy. It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. It's like it's it's insane the fact that people don't grasp the concept of hey, you know what? You know what would be nice if we could just be fucking cool. Like, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, just be fucking cool. Like, just be chill. Like, there's, there's a lot at stake here, and there's a lot more that's going on than your own selfishness. Like you touched on, like it's, it's, it's just a selfish behavior that I feel like America has is adopted, and I feel like other countries have, you know, we're we're like looking at everyone else. Go, oh, they're a third world country. I'm like, we're look, we're looking like a third world country right now. We're looking like the bullshit. Like when we storm our own capital and we're like, yeah, we want our rights, the, guns. The, the, this and this is like, shit that third world up, countries do, right? The, that, that shit that... Yeah, th- I'm it, it's, it's, I, you know, it's, I, I've always been involved in politics. I'm just, you know, just researching, you know, figuring all that shit out. But this is the first time that I'm actually dreading next year during the midterms. Like, I'm so afraid like the Republicans are going to get back in power and it's like, that's it. It's done. Like, Mm. and the fact that so many of the GOP are now just embracing the QAnon shit is that's genuinely Mm -hmm. fucking scary. Like it's scarier than almost, it's pretty much scarier than Trump right now. Cause it's like, fuck man and it's like a cult dude it's like oh a no it, it, it totally it's is like it, it is a cult it's it's a cult, cult mentality that, that it's like yeah it's the it's really fucking scary the the demon eating liberals or, or the baby eating liberals or whatever shit they yeah. say it's like <laughs> and, and and you know it it and, and, and okay okay so this is like a really dumb thing to get mad at but I will say thanks to these fucking QAnon fuckers it's no longer fun to like research conspiracy theories cause like you know I've, I've always been interested in you know UFOs Bigfoot shit like that and then and then when the 9-11 thing happened it cause you know there's always been the, the thing that always weirded me out about the whole 9-11 thing was just what happened at the Pentagon cause there's actual video footage of like when they showed when the Pentagon got hit. It's like there's no way a, pl- a plane as big as a Boeing could have hit that. But you know, what whatever it's. But it, but it's also but now it's like you try to look at conspiracy shit. It's like oh it's full of fucking QAnon shit now. It's like fucking hell, man. It's like it's all QAnon crazies everywhere, and it's like, dude, dude uh, do you have HBO Max? Ew. Did you watch that uh, QAnon documentary? No, not yet. I've I've heard about it. Like I am so far behind. 
uh, on all of my things. I still haven't even seen the Snyder Cut yet. So like, I'm I'm so, I'm so far behind on shit. I'm like, oh uh, no, I know what you mean. Eight or seven. I think I've seen like seven or eight like shows. Like <laughs> like people are like, oh, watch this. I'm like, put it in the queue. Yep. Put it in the queue. No, I know what Put you it mean. In the queue. <laughs> oh. No, but just watching that documentary just really opens up your eyes like how sites like 4chan and um, you know, 8chan stuff like that like how they've basically sort of weaponized like how QAnon came to be and just it's fucking scary shit, man. It's um the the, the other thing I want to mention too is you know, it, it's we still have a long ways to go for you know, Black Lives Matter and just, you know, uh, racial injustice or racial justice or yeah. Yeah. For, but the one thing that does give me a bit of hope is like the younger generations. It's, it's, you, you know, um, when, you know, my daughter's about to be 18, my youngest just turned 12 and they are like some of the most empathetic people that I that I can recall like and just and, and talking to teachers and all that stuff they say like the like some of these generations that are coming now they're some of the most empathetic we've seen and you know there's still bullying and stuff like that I mean that's never gonna go away but it's like nothing compared to what some teachers can recall like you know 10 15 20 years ago stuff like that so we were in school it was like cool shut shut up and man up you know what i mean like yeah you, you got bullied like figure it out you know oh there's so much toxic masculinity you know, go, go back then, man. Like, <laughs> like man i was like like i one another another thing too was like I, just to touch on like when i became an actor and i was like oh i get a role and i can cry and like that's the that's the role and i get to like actually just express my feelings oh man i was like therapy in a bottle like it was like so dope to like be able to like cry in front of people and and like people like like yes encourage it it it's like it yeah it, it it's nuts and I mean yeah we should normalize like yeah you know there's no such thing as man up it's like yeah like I tell my like all of my friends I love them no matter what guy girl who who fucking cares yeah. like I I will hug and 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 like. You know, I embraced like that kind of love because I I love my friends. Like, there's no like, oh man, you got to man up. Oh man, take a shot and you you walk it off. It's like, no, dude. Like, yeah, we got to get past that. You know, and I think yeah, you're right. I think we are starting to get past that. Like, the the people that are coming up are very empathetic. They're very, you know, embracing. Like, yo, this isn't cool. This isn't right. Um, and I I love that. I I really do. It, it's it's really you know, uplifting that that people are 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 taking that fight to the next level. Yeah, and I hope you know, it stays like that. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same, man. Yeah. It, it's it's time. It's 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 time to start start looking like the rest of the world because the rest of the world is full of everyone. You know, it's 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 mixed and it's and it's loving and it's and it's awesome and like yeah, there's certain things that are still fucked up, but like the the way the world looks is not how you know we are are painting that picture and but we're we're trying to change that and i think that that's that's we're getting to that that state and i think that that's a beautiful thing it's getting there man like i said it's i i feel like especially in america has made a lot of progress in the past hundred years but there's still so much shit need to be done 
it's like yeah. our fucking justice system to start off with it's it's my, my buddy and i were talking about that like especially last year when the whole george floyd thing happened um and a lot of the blm protests were going on it's it, it, and it got me just so fucking depressed man because it's like okay we know that cops need to stop profiling minorities and all and stop killing them but so yeah. so how do you fix that right you know better training you know get rid of the shitty cops like stop with the yeah. whole qualified immunity and you know there, there's probably so many other things you could fix with it but it's i feel like that's just such a small cog in the wheel because then you also look at the justice system itself you got fucking laws that are fucked up you got you know judges that are fucked up you've got you know the private prison you know complex which is really fucked up because they'll throw your ass in jail for every small thing and because they want to keep that jail cell filled so they can charge the county to make money and all that shit it's like it's and you just start spiraling down down further and all that stuff and it's just like fuck it makes you depressed because it's like you know fixing the police like, where, is one where, where thing yeah, yeah it's like how, how do you fix yeah. it got it <laughs> How do you fix it? Yeah, it's it's gotten it gotten so out of hand. That it's like where where do we start now? You know, um, but I think I think the optimistic route in that in that thought process is that we are looking to start to change things. And I think that as long as we are learning and as long as we are growing, like you said, the the younger really really younger generation is is becoming more empathetic, and and they are going to outlive us hopefully and that wave is going to last into a new generation of people and it's going to take us forward into those things and like have someone in power and go yeah this law is stupid hey can we all vote that this is stupid yeah and i was like yeah it's just stupid okay cool Here, let's get rid of this bullshit like this is not this is not serving anyone except for you know x y and z and we don't need to serve x y and z we need to serve the people you know no and and like i said yeah man yeah it's like i I have hope for my kids generation all that stuff and younger generations past that because you know it's like what 100 years ago there was what 100 years would have been the 1920s shit that's fucking crazy think about yeah so that would have been prohibition what that would have been there still would have been segregation back then right oh yeah yeah and and like, like i keep saying we've come such a long way and it's like and, you know, speaking to my grandparents, especially my grandmother, she can remember, you know, the the separate water fountains and the separate places sitting and all that stuff. And and it's like I said, I, I, I hope that when I'm older, you know, we see like a lot better shit and all that stuff. Right. Like I, I was so happy to actually see like the first like be alive for to see the first black president like that. That to me was fucking amazing. Um dude if you have not i recommend reading um obama's memoirs if you haven't um dude oh hi oh such a cute kitty (laughs) it's so his his memoirs are like it it is a fucking long slog but holy shit it just like it just goes to show like how fucked up our political system is too like and it also showed me like I would never want to be fucking president. Hell no. Yeah. <laughs> like Hell oh, no. Because it, it's not just the 
you're working 24 seven, you know, for like four, at least four years. It's also that yeah. no matter what you want to fucking do, you, you know, you, cause it, it, that's what surprised me. So like he wanted to do so much good in his presidency, right. You know, like mm-hmm. affordable healthcare and, you know, you fi- fix whatever inequality that's out there and whatnot. And yet you can't fucking cause yeah. someone's just going to say, Nope, can't do it. Cause, and, and the senators and congressmen are so fucking selfish. Cause they're like, well, if I do this and I'm not going to get elected again, it's like, yeah, that's literally it. Yeah. It's God. Yeah. Politics is, it's a fucking nightmare and a half, you know? <laughs> and like, like I said, I think we, we just need, more people that look like the rest of the world and we need more people like AOC and a- that are making this oh fuck yeah that the AOC Bernie ticket I was like yes. oh let's go I knew it wasn't gonna happen but I was like oh, man. For it. I'm not mad at what happened I was, I was so here for that ticket I was like you know what <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh man hell yeah that, that would have been great um Man, so oh, oh, that's right. You, you mentioned that. Um, I, I want to ask you this. You mentioned that you had to cry for a scene one time. For for, I mean, or, yeah. I I mean, just like in general, just like in acting, like just I felt like you know there was there was moments where that you know the emotion came because the scene was so heavy, and then I you know I would cry because that, and it was encouraged, you know. It was like not, and it was a more like a therapeutic moment for me to get away from the years of being told like, "Hey, don't cry. Hey, don't you know yeah. show emotion. Hey, don't do this." And it was a world that embraced uh, me being emotional um, and and loving and 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 yeah, that's that's and also another thing that made me fall in love with acting. So what's the what's the mindset to get in like that? Because I mean, I I know nothing about acting. But, um, it's, you know, you see these films where people like have really emotional stuff and they have to cry and all that. Like, what's the mindset and preparation for that, that you have to do? I don't really think, I mean, for me personally, like, I don't think there's, um, like the source material is really, is like, once I read something, if I, if I tear up while I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to fucking like lose my shit when I start acting because you you see it like it, it's like when you see a movie or you 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 read something or not even see a movie when you read something you get mm-hmm. you get like caught up in it and like your emotions like no matter what those emotions are that's exactly what we aspire to convey in that i guess in that moment and so um if i ever read a script or if i'm like reading something and i'm like oh man this is it, you know, fuck the, like what the stage directions are. Like <laughs> I'm very like untraditional in that, in that sense. I'm like, I don't really, I love improv. I love doing things like in the moment. And so like, I can have a general sense of like what could occur and like what the scenes like structure is. But like, as far as like saying exactly like, do, 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 I'm not, I, I hate it. Like I'd rather just go like curb, curb your enthusiasm moment where it's like, Hey, here's here's like what's gonna happen. Here's where you need to get to. Figure it out. Um, but if I'm reading like a scene where I'm like, okay, cool. This is I'm, I'm becoming emotional. I'm becoming, uh, you know, I, I'm tearing up. I know that when I start delivering that speech, 
I'm going to have that same emotional emotionality and I may or may not start to, you know, but I think in that moment, I think there's two choices. I think that I can either give in fully to that emotionality or I can hold back and let the audience see how much I'm getting through this speech, even though I know I'm emotional. And I think that's sometimes more effective because then people are like, oh my God, like I am, I am crying for that person now. Mm -hmm. And, or I am going through that emotion for that person because they're resisting it so much that they need to get this information out. And I think that's, I think that's like, it's just a, it's a very delicate balance. And I, I love that shit, <laughs> man. Uh, it's, it's just, it brings me so much joy. It's like, it's, it's just like night and day. And, and if it can affect one person, like if I can talk to a crowd of a thousand, thousands of people and one person comes out of it and goes, you changed my mind. I'm, I'm going to do this. Or you inspired me. It's all worth it. It's all fucking worth it. Like if one fucking person in my whole lifetime comes out of this and becomes the next president or becomes the next whatever, uh, you know, in a positive way, I'm like, fuck yeah, I did my job that's and I'm awesome, happy man. for that. That's awesome. That, that's um, pretty, pretty intense. It's, um, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and, and I mean, no, and I'm like genuinely curious cause you know, I love movies, TV shows and all that stuff. And you, you know, my, one of my favorite trilogies, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, I've seen so many of the behind the scenes yeah. stuff and just, mm. it's like a lot of, it's more just the mental preparation that, just always gets me it's like how do you know like and i have to assume like when you're acting in tv show or movie like you're you're also probably working with the director and writers a lot to try to understand what the character's trying to convey and all that like like what the character probably wants to be feeling at this point and it's it's it always interests me because it's like how do you i don't know like and I, I guess it really is just sort of getting out of yourself and into this new person that, you know, that isn't you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really is like, you know, when it, come, and when it comes to that, that kind of, you know, relationship, you, you really just have to trust one another. Um, you know, when it comes to the writer and director and, and, you know, your other castmates and like, you really just kind of have to form like a family. You kind of have to form like a bond with everyone. And, go, Hey, we're, we're here for this. Like, this is where we're, we're doing this. And you know, this is what I need to serve the, the scene for this character. And yet I may disagree with certain things that are going on with this character or whatever, you know, that's my personal shit. I, I need to get that out the way. I am this character now. Um, and be, and really become that and embrace that. And like some people, you know method acting where they have to like be that person like you know there's some people that are, like on set and like don't call me by my you know real name you call me my <laughs> character name and I'm, I'm definitely not as that intense i but i i i have done that research mm-hmm. and it's 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 cool to a certain to a certain aspect like going out in your character like i've gone out in the world in a character and been like okay this is different from me this is not who I am, but it's fun to like play this character now because people are treating me differently um, based on you know those choices. So um, yeah, I think it's just a it's just a nice little dance and and that you have to like 
you know, and a lot of trust, a lot of trust uh, that you have to have for your fellow castmates and, and know that I am serving the scene and this I'm serving a bigger picture um, in that in that light. And so I think that that's where, you know, it's kind of easier to to go for that emotionality uh, or, or whatever that, that the scene needs, um, because mm-hmm. you are giving yourself to that moment uh, for that character and fuck what you're going through. And then as soon as they yell cut, you can you can break out of that. You know, they yell cut and you're like, cool, I'm out of it. Back to what I was doing. Interesting. And then and, and when then when they yell action, it's like, cool. Now I'm I'm fucking back in it. I some people have to like stay in it like the whole time because they're like, oh, I, I if I break character, I'm going to. But everybody has their own. Every, literally, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to it. Everybody has their own shit. So it, it's. It's that's why it's like it's really hard to teach acting to teach um, what we're doing is because everyone it, there's no way to do it right. There's not a science behind it. It's all emotionality, and someone can be like, "Well, so and so's a shit actor," and then someone would be like, "My God, like I, that's the best acting I've ever seen." It's all subjective. It's there's no science to it. Um, and that's art. That's art for you. Someone can be like, all right, cool. There's shit on the fucking painting. Someone go, oh my God, I'm paying 80 grand for that. And somebody be like, that's shit on the painting. That's actual <laughs> shit. Um, but to someone else, that's, that's life. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. You know, oh, so damn. It, it, it's, all, it's all subjective. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, you, you put it perfectly there. Um, God, it, it's so interesting just learning about the industry like that. It's, um, you know, so, so what else is in there for Joseph Johnson? You know, like, is it you, like, what's your goal when it comes to acting? Is it like try to land a big part one day or is it get your own TV show or, or what is it that you want out of this? I I want to personally, for me, I, I would love to have my own production company and That'd so that cool. I can hire the people that I that I love and make the projects that I want to work on, and you know, do the, and develop the things that I would love to do, um, and I know that that's in play. That's that is going to happen uh, eventually. I just need to like take the right steps in order to to acquire that. Um, and I feel like I, I'm starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's like like I said, it's it's essentially it's take 10 years to do a thing and then year one <laughs> comes when you start to see a little bit of success and you're like yeah. oh yeah they're overnight success it's like nah we've been hustling <laughs> um but i i definitely see you know i would love to be in a series a series regular uh in a show i would love to be part of the the marvel universe oh, I've, dude, I've that'd always be like my friends know that i, I am a, a huge nerd so uh, anything, any kind of, any kind of like anything. Like, I love Nightwing. That's my favorite DC character. Ooh, Nightwing's um, good. Iceman, yeah, Iceman or um, or Cyclops or Scott Summers would be like my that, go-to. Cool. Like that'd if cool. I had to play a character in the Marvel universe, I think Iceman. Like I, w- I will play Bobby Drake like all day, every day. Like that is like <laughs> I feel like that's my spirit animal. Like he's so fucking funny. He's just he'd be so fun to play. But yet he'd also have a lot of responsibility because he's really fucking powerful. Yeah. So, you know, and also Scott Summers, like having that like very. But also like in my in my vision, like my ultimate casting of John or uh, of Scott Summers would be John Boyega. 
because I feel like he's such God. a presence that yeah. like commands respect. And like he just steps on the screen and he just knows like I want to lead this fucking team. And you're like, oh, I'm going to follow that motherfucker, especially during like the BLM <laughs> protest. And he was just like, oh, my God, that fucking speech very, he gave, like, like fucking I mean, broke me. Oh, my God. I, oh, I'm like tearing up about thinking about it now. Oh, my but like, God. That's my Cyclops. I was like, I will follow you into the fucking abyss like let's go he, and if i'm bobby if i'm like Iceman in that moment i'm like yo like whatever <laughs> sentinel or whatever's in front damn. of me like let's fucking go like let's let's get it um so that would be God, like be my so ideal good. casting uh, if that. um but yeah i i just i just want to work in the industry that, that that's that's really what it really boils down to like i i love being on set i love having a great i have a the greatest time i'm like i have an infinite amount of energy when it comes to being in my in that medium um and i know that there's a there's this i guess this like things like woo thing like cup of abundance and like there's things that you can you know give yourself to until you you know your cup runneth you know over or your cup, yeah. cup runneth empty but i think that that is an infinite cup of energy for me or a cup, an infinite cup of abundance because i know that no matter what I can give night and day, like 12 hours of like, you know, like 24 hours of just like constant, like, yo, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here uh, to that medium and then go home and be like, cool, I had a great day. And like, aren't you exhausted? Like, no, like not at all. Like this was, it's just so fun to me to like, to play. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like, I'm 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 always always going to be a big kid <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and that's how can you ask for anything better you know yeah yeah, yeah that's freaking great that's um you, you know so I, I i'm only assuming that you're into comics or or is it or is it just more tv yeah. shows i'm i'm definitely a comic head i i grew up uh reading comics um i don't know if you, do you guys have myers there you know i was on myers i guess midwestern thing yeah, um, but no my idea. mom used to take yeah. me to Myers when I was or Meyer. Uh, yeah, it was like a it was like a uh, convenience store. Like they had like everything, like twenty four yeah. hours. Um, so she would she would take me. I would go there and I would be like, okay, cool. Like, let me go in the comic book section. And I would just like that, and that's what I I started getting the comics. And I I think the first comics that I read were like Death of Superman and when Batman uh, Nightfall. Mm-hmm. Those were like the first two like arcs that i really got into and i was like oh man they killed superman oh man they're like killing batman like let me let me read this and from there i got into like x-force and i got into, like i definitely got into x-men because like the saturday morning cartoon was like oh, hell the yeah. jam uh and i wanted to like, learn more and i got like all these like I, I started collecting like ultra flare uh cards and um i really got into spawn for a bit nice um i think and then that's what and that's what got me reading more about Magneto. And that's where oh, my handle yeah. came from, Black Nido. Um, and I started to really fall in love with the ideologies and his passion and, you know, the comparison to, you know, the Malcolm X thing, you know, although yeah. I know a lot of, you know, that can be a little controversial, but I think that him after, you know, him coming out of jail and like him kind of just like being like, you know what? Some of that shit was fucked up, but it, you know, his passion for the people that he wanted to protect, 
I think is is more of a thing that I, I gravitate towards over Professor X. And I probably would have been on the Brotherhood <laughs> as opposed to <laughs> being on, uh, you know, the X-Men. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the Xavier side. Um, not to say that I'm like, like, I would be a villain, but like, because I don't consider Magneto a villain. I think he's a very... That, that, that's what I've always um, liked about Magneto. Multi, it's, yeah, so multifaceted. Multi-layered. He, he's done so many good things, <clears throat> so many questionable things. But like, yeah. I think it's better than Xavier being like, I'm going to control everyone. Like, you don't know if you're doing good because I'm like manipulating you the whole time. And I think that's more fucked up than like letting in people having their free will and being like, hey, look, these are my ideologies. If you want to follow me, cool. If not, like, this is this is what this is what it is. Um, and so hence why Magneto is my favorite character that's of awesome. all time. He will always be my favorite character of all time. Uh, Gambit is a close second. Oh, I um, love but Gambit. I've also really I want to do a I want to do a Gambit cosplay and just kind of like shape my hair like Killmonger style like it wasn't oh, Black Panther shit. and like have like the little visor. Yeah, that'd I be do, awesome. Like, a little like thing on the side and just like yeah, people were like to I, like my buddy was telling me like dude that would be fucking lit like you would like like not I wouldn't even have to shave my hair I could just like like comb this like over yeah. to the side and just have this like like a little face thing or whatever so. I yeah, that'd, I that'd that, be pretty I awesome. I that emotion. Like I, Do I it. love, I love cosplaying. Um, I I'm not I'm not good at building cosplay, so I need <laughs> someone to make it for me. But I will pay them to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. So I I only bring yeah. up comics. Um, it's I'm not that much of a comic head, but my buddy he's like super. He he's he's like one of those guys that knows like everything about comics. Like y- you mentioned a superhero, he'll just like prattle on about everything and i'm just like oh whoa okay um so he got me into a series recently i wanted i want to ask if you heard of it it's called noctera i haven't heard of it yet okay so it, it it's kind of like a i've only read the first issue so far it was like it's like a weird it's not really superhero it's more like a, a horror comic um it, it, it's about it's about like the um the, the the earth's skies go black one day and it's just about people surviving and you have to have light um and it's like people like fighting for like you know electric resources and there, there's all these shadow monsters out there that if, if you go away from the light they're gonna come get you and all that it's so fucking interesting i when i was just curious if you heard of it i haven't but like i'm very intrigued that that yeah. sounds like kind of like a quiet place, you know, kind of, kind of deal. Um, I haven't seen the second one yet. I really want to I, see it. I still need to watch um, that movie. Me and my Shit. girlfriend are huge horror books. Yeah. It's so good. You, you, like, you might like, like, I remember seeing it in theaters and like, oh no, I was going to say it was one of the best, like theatrical experiences ever because people didn't even want to open their, like the, the candy and all the movie was like the movie the movie was silent during the whole time. Like, if anyone like made a peep, like if anyone like tweaked their chair, you would just like look over and be like, "Shut the fuck up!" And like the whole, oh, the whole theater was in on it. And it was just like, it was just such an intense moment. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like no one's even, no one's breathing right now. The whole movie, it oh, was like, god. it probably had like maybe fifteen or sixteen lines of dialogue, but you were just like, 
Oh, oh shit! <laughs> the whole fucking time is so it's so intense. Hopefully, I'm not hyping that up too much for you. But uh, well, no, yeah, I, I, I've been meaning very, to very see it. Yeah, no, um, I've been meaning to see it. But no, no, you, you might be interested in that comic series, um, Noctera. Um, it's the the only um, comic book cures that I even really like or read now are just Batman and Ninja Turtles because they're my fucking favorite. Yeah, because Batman and Ninja Turtles. Because yeah. like you don't need any, another reason to like it other than Batman and Ninja Turtles. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, man. So also, also before we go, yeah, yeah um, I was just about to wrap like, things up favorite here. Favorite Ninja Turtle. Favorite Ninja Turtle. Favorite Fuck. Ninja Turtle. It, it's it's really between when I was younger, I'd have to say Leonardo, but now that I'm older, it's probably Raphael. Interesting. I I am a Donatello fan all the way. I would say though, when I was younger, Michelangelo, like Michelangelo yeah. was probably my favorite, but Donatello, like since like my like yeah, like growing up, like I'm like yo, Donatello is the best. And that for 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 so, me, yeah, it we'd be we'd be good turtles. Yeah, yeah, it's it, for for me, Raphael. It's just because he's it, it, it's sort of like the thing that I still deal with all the time, like you know the self doubt and you like are you good enough and all that stuff, and it's and and you know mo most days it's easy to not feel that way but there's still those days where you're just like fuck wh what am i really doing you know that that sort of shit and i i relate to that you know it's so and the plus batman it's fucking batman like how, how could you not love batman <laughs> i love i love batman but i love nightwing because i feel like he has more of a a psychological like oh yeah I, I yeah, I'm speaking. I'm speaking to like, oh hey, daddy, I got daddy issues. Um, <laughs> he's <just> like, <laughs> like, but Batman is that for him. So you know, it's like wanting to be that, but like not wanting to be that, and like basically becoming who you, who you think you are trying to be like, but like yeah. not quite. It's just like the some of the writing that I've I've seen is like oh man I I love a good Nightwing run like he's just oh, yeah. and when he became Batman it was just like how does he oh, God, handle yeah. this cow like how does like I can't like what is going on and then he sees like what Batman actually has to go through and go fuck oh, I I loved that I one yeah been, that was a good one man it's so <laughs> dope so yeah but I I mean yeah I hate to cut it short but i, um, I do no 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 that, that, that's fine no no <laughs> I, I was about to wrap things up anyway um so before we go uh, uh give a shout out to like uh where people can find you and all that stuff oh yeah um you guys can find me at uh at black Nito underscore on all the social medias uh twitter and tiktok and instagram the whole the whole deal um and we're on one half of i hate your deck uh, we just dropped episode 11 with Kyle Hill one. and Cassius Marsh. <laughs> uh, it's just banter. We're just we're just talking a lot of shit. Uh, if you guys like that kind of thing and and in your magic and you want don't want to take it too serious, definitely check that out. Also, uh, don't forget to you know subscribe. Uh, we definitely appreciate anything. And if you want to join that patron, uh, that's always a, a blessing for us. It gives us ability to make more content for you guys and to the goal is to go weekly to bring out uh you know i hate your deck friday so we can make it a real thing uh obviously we're not there financially yet but we yeah. are aiming to get to that point um and You'll our discord there. is so wholesome 
I, I know it's 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 like once you join our Discord, it's it's like we do webcam games. We have Commander Day every Thursday. It's like honestly some of the best people that I've met. Everybody is just super chill. There's a, a nice community of people there. Um, yeah, we're just we're just having a good time. So awesome. uh, we're doing deck brewing. We're doing a lot of a lot of cool stuff in our Discord. And yeah, we're just having a lot of good time. So I, yeah, I just really just want to thank you for for asking me to be on the show. Thank you for I coming really on. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just really think that the whole Magic community has just been so very embracing, and it, it really like warms my heart. Like I, I was so very nervous to put myself out there and put out there content that you know that could be easily have been gatekept kept from me oh, and. Yeah. Um, you know, it's been kind of a, a constant thing in my life. It's like, you know, when I kind of put myself out there, it's like, well, this community doesn't accept me, but then this community doesn't accept me either. It's like, where do I like, I want, but I yeah. still like this thing. Uh, how do I, how do That's I find balance? Um, yeah. and I know we all go through that, you know? Um, so I, I really think that the magic community has been very, very welcoming and embracing. And, you know, I just want to turn up and like, and do hit rest shit with my friends. So <laughs> thank you for no. for allowing me to do that today. <laughs> no, and thank you for coming on and just BS with me. I really enjoyed it. Um and I hope you have a good Juneteenth, all right? Yes, yes. We're gonna go get some barbecue Sounds and good. uh yeah, take some more tequila shots. So uh Ooh. if you're drinking, turn up. Uh not not tonight. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> all right, well have a good one, all for right. Sure, for sure. Thank you. All right. Later. All right. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you all for watching and listening to this episode. I hope you all really enjoyed it. I know I did. Uh, Joseph was a really awesome dude to chat with and talk to. It's like, once again, I felt like we could have gone at least another two hours, but he had to, you know, go and do some stuff for Juneteenth. Uh, I think he was going to a barbecue. And, um, yeah, so I hope it was some good food there. So hope you all really enjoyed the episode. Um, thank you all again for listening and watching. I appreciate every single one of you who do uh, know that you are awesome out there. And I hope you all have a really good day slash night and wherever you are.